Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. He's not a machine, he's just Albert. There's so many good performances this week. It's players only. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to Talking Baseball. Myself, Jake Stromboli, Trevor Plouffe, Big Baby, David. What is going on, everyone? Excited to get back in the lab. Monster weekend of baseball. T Pain, you were a part of it. Uh, we had what? What do we have? Garden hire ceremony and. In Minnesota this weekend? We had Guardi's Hall of Fame ceremony. I went out there, hung out with all the boys. Um, just a really nice evening. It was him and Dan Gladden. Also, Tovar got put into the Hall of Fame. So it was kind of a little weekend there. Had a great time. I decided to wear my twins jersey to show support for the boys today. And I realized I used to fill this thing out just a little bit better. See these sleeves? These things used to be full of biceps, people, and that was tell you something about where my life is. I'm excited to talk about the weekend that was. Maybe we'll sneak into a little preview of the Subway series. Mm. We got bankers doing banker things. I'm going to give an award based on that, and I'm not going to go Tolkien baseball. I'm going Game of Thrones baseball today. You're uh, you're on the pulse, man. You're on the pulse. How How was Minnesota? It was great. We, um, I knew there was going to be a lot of alumni there because Gardy had managed there for quite some time, and you know it was all about him and and Dazzle Dan. You know he's uh, also a beloved figure out there in Minnesota. But when I showed up, there's just so many guys from different teams, uh, like different generations of twins. Uh, so it was cool to see, man. All the old coaching staff was there. I was hanging out with obviously the. The Eminem boys were there, mm. uh, but Jamie Carroll, who I reference quite frequently on this show, my gritty utility infield, Jamie Carroll's there, Ryan Domit, a lot of just a lot of fun names, man. Carl Pavano, Yankee fans mm. will remember Carl. Yep. He looks great. And that was the thing I, I noticed. Is like I feel like I'm in I'm in good shape post baseball. Yeah. You know, so I was I look good. My outfit was on point, but that's to be expected. I showed up there. And everyone was like in great shape and like their face looked good and their clothes looked good. I was shocked. I was shocked at how good everybody looked. And I, I was actually mad about it, Jake, because I wanted to be the guy that looks good. And I think you're the problem, Trev. I think you've raised the bar too high. I think you're kind of setting the tone that they're coming into the weekend and they're like, Ploofy's going to be looking good. Like I kind of got to bring it. There could be some of that. Yeah. And I, you know, if that's the case, I'll heavy is the head that wears the crown. I'll be that guy. You and Joe Mauer. Oh, we had some nice dinners together, Joe and Love I. That. We're talking about some golf stuff, so be on the lookout for that. I'm ready. How was your weekend? You were out partying it up in Texas. Are you like you and Texas are an an unlikely pair? Yeah. But when you think about it, it just works. It's like it's like. Pursuit and freaking cantaloupe, bro. Mm. 
It just works. Everything's bigger in Texas except little Jake. Um, yeah, man, we, uh, I, was, I was stayed at this crazy place. It was like a compound. It was like a ranch. It's my buddy's uncle who owns it. Um, dude, I, the joke I give, it was a neighborhood. Like it was, it had like a park in it. There was like multiple homes. What? Like there was, it was nuts, dude. It was nuts. It was awesome. Had a good, good weekend. Went into Austin for a quick minute there, but wasn't really in Austin. Played a lot of golf. Game is dialed. So you, me and Joe Maurer can rip it up. Um, so yeah, man, it was good. I mean, it's a good little escape for me. This is like year seven now. Um, and every year the fantasy football winner gets to pick the draft. We've done Austin, Dallas, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Denver, Park City. Those are weird places that you just named off. Yeah, it's kind of that middle of the country line. Um, I need to win the league, and I think I'm going to drag everyone out east and do it. I haven't done that yet, but we're we're on the right path. So um, it was a nice little getaway. I think the dog days are over, Trev. I think when we talk about these series – the baseball I watched this weekend, there was a lot of intensity and fist pumps. I feel like most Ooh. of the teams went through their kind of the dog days. It's like the start of August till like middle of this last week. It felt like the teams turned it on this weekend, and I'm uh, I'm ready to go about it. Beebs, you just get a giggle? Uh, Cade Holcomb in the chat. Tulsa's not weird, Trev. Do you wow. know what's funny about that, Bieber? Is I was just about to say, why would you go to Tulsa? Yeah. And I didn't say it though, out of respect. Yeah. No, hey, the You read my mind. I, I think the winner that year, I, I think he like just had a kid, so he kind of kept it local. So hey, that's uh Some like Oklahoma guys in that heavy, group. heavy is the crown, uh, like you said. So um Trev, I think we gotta get into it, man. Dude, there were so many good performances this week. We were looking I was looking at the standouts, and there were some dudes that just Bald. I'm giving two standouts. I'm giving two. <laughs> that's right. You do have two highlighted. That that's when you know. That's when you know. Um, and I <laughs> had a write-in guy that wasn't on the list. So what is in Tulsa? What the what do you do in Tulsa? Man, I went, I'll save it for the end of the episode. One of the craziest wedding after parties I've ever been to was Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um it got, it got weird. Um, if you're looking to go get weird at a sporting event concert or wherever you want to go get weird seat geek probably has a ticket there um so make sure you go download the seat geek app use code talking they will get you 20 dollars off your tickets at seat geek download the app it's so easy to use it passes the jm test of can jake use it yes he can shout out to bob the builder 20 dollars off with code talking the first time you use SeatGeek, download the app. It's so it's so easy to use. The green bubble that means a really good deal. Go get that one. Yellow, eh? Red? I don't know about all that. Go check them out. SeatGeek, they're the best. Code talking. Trev, you have a question, and I think Guardy drew you in the leadoff spot tonight. Oh man, if Guardy was managing and I was batting leadoff, yeah, be like 2013 all over again. Mm-hmm. Under losses. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a good one by me. Self-deprecating humor yes, works yes, sometimes. Tasteful. I do want to remind the people. Um, as we get to this point of the season, and maybe throughout the the future, we're 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 trying to keep the show. We don't want it to get stale, right? Okay, I know J- James mentioned this on his uh, James Only episode that yeah. he did on Friday, which was marvelous. Yeah. 
So we're going to go through the recaps. We'll get through them. We'll talk about the baseball that happened. We're not going to spend a ton of time discussing the inter musings of the series. We'll go to more topical stuff. And then we'll get into the second half where we give the awards and whatnot. So I think that's kind of the way we'll, we'll go forward with it. I think it's going to make for like a tighter, just a, a better show. And then we'll oh. still be silly because especially on a players only. Yep. That's really the only goal. Yeah. Love, love talk, love mentioning your teams. I, I get it. I mean, if you're, if you're a big baseball fan, if you're a big Tigers fan, you know, a little shout out on talking baseball could go a long way, but I, I can't, I can't deep dive. I'm happy you guys took two out of three, but that's the AL Trev. We need to talk some NL baby. And there's a who just, just hold on. Okay. Get my timer up. Get bro. your timer up. Is that your oh, phone? I'm ready. I got my phone. Look at that my setup. microphone. This is this is my baseball today setup. Your show. Dueling man. stands. Your I show. love it. Trev, tell me about the NL, Big Daddy. My people, we are going to start off with Jake Snakes. Unfortunately. They got their head chopped off by a shovel. The Cardinals came into town. The birds on the bat, they sweep. It goes 5-1-16-7-6-4. It was all the usual characters. You talked about Albert. Two bombas off of Bumgarner. Arenado with some highlight defensive plays. Paul Goldschmidt is, well, according to Arenado, the best player on the planet. They sweep. They've been electric in August. We'll probably go into that a little bit during the topics. Dodgers take care of business against the Marlins. They sweep at home. 2-1-7-0-10-3. They get to Alcantara. They have a menacing lineup. Guys are showing up out of nowhere. May is back. They can do no wrong. Are they going to challenge the Mariners' season total wins? Probably because they are that good. Another great series, Mets at Phillies. The Phillies, what do you say, Jake? Boogity, boogity. They don't want to see the Mets anymore. The Mets take three of four from them. 7-2, 8-2, 10-9, the Mets win. The Phillies do get one. The second game of a doubleheader, they win that one 4-1. There was some wild baseball played in this uh, last night's game. Mark Connor with a two homers. The best Alec Bohm's two homers. Gene Segura thought he was the hero. In the end, it was Kana and the freaking bat flip. It's bat flipping season, baby. They take three of four from the Phillies, I think. I have a note. I don't know what it was. They've won a lot of games against the Phillies, the Mets have. Okay, so they're happy that one's over. This one's another tough one to swallow. The Brewers going to Chicago. The Cubs take two of three. The Bruku is falling right now and very quickly. And we're going to be talking about what's coming out of their clubhouse, too. Cubs win 8 7, 6 5 before the Bruku takes the last game. 5 to 2. We'll talk about some of those post game comments after this. Uh, Giants go to Colorado. They need to get hot quick, and they didn't. Rockies take two or three, seven, four Rockies, four, three Rockies and extras. And then the Giants won the last one, nine, eight, also in extras. I know my guy Longo went off, but the Rockies took care of business. Probably going to be too late for the Giants. Uh, but we'll talk about that series a little bit. And then I believe, no, two more series left. Nationals at Padres, they split the series. We don't like that. It was a four-gamer, 3-1 Nationals, 6-3 Nationals. The Padres win the last two, 2-1, 2-1. Uh, Musgrove has some good plays uh, with the bare hand doing that whole dang thing. Uh, Padres need to try to keep pace. They split the 
Board Gamer with the Nationals. Uh, last series that we're going to talk about is the Reds and Pirates. Not going to spend too much on this one. Reds do take two of three, five, four Pirates, 10 1 Reds, 9 5 Reds. I saw Moose hit a homer. That's what we did. Go ahead, two and homer in the third. Thank you, Moustakis. The Reds take two of three. And my friends, that's what happened in the National Trevor, beautiful stuff. Trevor Paul from St. Paul. In the East, the New York Mets have a four-game lead on the Atlanta Braves. Those two teams are so, so good. Uh, The Philadelphia Phillies are now 12 games back in that division. They're eight games back. The Braves for second place. it's, It's looking like their East hopes are probably maybe sealed, but they're still very much in the wild card. The St. Louis Cardinals, Trev, this is significant, and I think it may be why they are number one in the Cron Pod today. They have a five-game lead on the Milwaukee Brewers. Whoa, they are 69-51, and 51, a seven-game win streak. The birds have started to go while the Milwaukee Brewers are in a little bit of a funkaroo right now. Like I said, five games back. And, oh, by the way, Trev, I might owe you an apology. The Los Angeles Dodgers are 84-36. and What are we doing? That's a 700 win percentage. Um, San Diego is a casual 18 games back at 68-56. and And the Giants go to a game under 500. I know uh, Jerry Blevins was drinking a little bit of their Kool-Aid, thinking they might get back in the mix, and currently the wild card. Your Braves are as locked in as can be. They're up eight on San Diego. San Diego with a half-game lead on Philly. That fills out the wild card with the Milwaukee Brewers a game and a half out of the playoffs on August 22nd. Giants six back. They're the only tweener team in the National League right now, unless you count my snakes, only 11 back. Um, but yeah, Trev, I, uh, I'll i send it back to you. I know you're a cron pod guy, and I think we started with the birds, and they are, they're definitely one of the, the developing stories of this season. Yeah, they took care of the games they needed taken care of. You go ahead and you beat the Diamondbacks because that's what you do if you're a good team. They wore the baby blues there. Pujols goes yard twice. So now the conversation becomes, does he have eight more in him to get to 700? Shit, maybe. He said he's going to keep, he said he's retiring, which I don't believe. No. For one second. If that dude is four homers away from 700, you don't want to be like a rod sitting there at 696. Ooh, I wonder if Rod's actually the target. Like get if past he, him, you're good. If for he clips Rod, time. he doesn't care about seven. I don't know. Let's talk about this a little bit okay. with the Cardinals, okay? I know Pujols is fun to talk about, but this team has been absolutely bananas. 15 and 3 in August. Jake. Yeah. They were four games back of the Brewers on July 30th. It's August 22nd. They're five games up. 15 and 3 in August. And like I said in my little recap there, really it's been a, about the guys who you'd think it's been about. If you ever go watch a game or watch some highlights, it's Arenado is Goldschmidt 
You're going to get the Pujols highlight here and there. It's Wayno. It's these guys that have been around the block. Sure, we have some young talent coming up and helping, and there's been some really good performances by these young guys, which you need. Uh, but I think that like Arenado coming over, I think has been the biggest difference uh, in this Cardinals team where we said they've kind of just been a mid team where it's like, they're good enough to get to the playoffs, but is there something that puts them over the top? I think Arenado and like the edge he plays with, like we kind of speak on this from time to time here, guys that go on the field knowing they're the best player and how that affects you, your team psyche. Like they have a couple guys that can say that Arenado, a uh, quote of his this weekend was that Paul Goldschmidt is the best player in baseball. Now Goldschmidt's not like an outspoken guy. He's never to come say that about himself, but his numbers are there. He has had an incredible year, obviously an incredible career, but now you got both of these guys on the corners, Arenado and Goldschmidt, who you send out onto the field, Jakey. And these two guys alone could just win you baseball games. And if you're the brew crew, not having a good August, you know, like you get hit with the hater thing at the deadline, which, you know, has that affected their play? Probably not, to be honest with you. He hasn't been very good in San Diego. And I don't think that's really been their problem. But now you're looking up at five games in the central. And you're almost saying to yourself, it's is the division out of reach now? Five games, August 22nd. They play the brew crew. They play two more times. No, four more times. Excuse me. They have a two, they have a two and a two left. It's doable, but at this point, you're not even in the wild card. Yeah. Like, what's going on with the Brew Crew? Can we? Can they salvage this, or the Cardinals just pass them up? It's it's two different conversations because a, I mean, the Brewers. You know, they've had a couple up and downs this year, but I, they're down. I mean, the hater stuff. I. I know, you know, the quotes we're going to talk about the Brewers in a minute. I, I, I know you've already mentioned those a few times to me and how, how impactful you think that is. If, if you're saying that stuff to the media, that, that means it's a very real thing. Uh, and the Cardinals have gone the exact opposite direction, like, like you mentioned. Since I, I think they had that Yankees series right after the deadline, they have just gone and gone. Jordan Montgomery has been nails for them. Um, you know, Quintana, they picked up two starting pitchers. That, that's impactful. Uh, and like you said, I mean, Paul, Paul Goldschmidt is currently the Vegas MVP favorite at like minus three seventy five. Like it, you bet $10 on Paul Goldschmidt to win the MVP right now, August 22nd, you'd get about three and a half bucks back. <laughs> like that's the year this dude has put together. He's a hall of famer. It, he's as unflashy as a guy as it gets in a way. In another way, watching him play baseball is, is sexy as hell, man. That Arenado, barehand, Baltimore chopper, that Goldie picks, that is baseball pornography, man. Uh, like, the way Arenado did that, someone else did it this weekend at, at third base. Was it Matty Chat? No. Oh, it was your guy Longoria. Longoria oh, had a nasty one. Oh, he made great plays one. out there. Longoria had a nasty one. Um. That, yeah, man, you're getting those efforts from the corners. Paul Goldschmidt is your NL MVP. Like, we did a whole Judge Otani, who's going to win it, who's going to get it. Judge, big Vegas favorite, by the way. Goldie is currently your NL MVP. Arenado has been incredible on the corner. Like you said, he 
he plays with an edge. Uh, it's somewhere between the line of edge and Hardo a little bit. I, I don't want to say that in too rude of a way. I don't the, think he ever gets to that point. The the story I've the story I've told Tim Melville, a talking baseball legend and John Boy media legend. He had three good starts with the Rockies, and after his third start, Arenado went up to him and was like, "Your throw day, we're stepping in." Like he was like, "I got to see what's going on." Like Arenado's that dude. Like he's baseball rat. How about that? You know, that's a term that gets thrown out a lot. Arenado's that guy. He's special. And yeah, man, I I think going back, if you have those guys as your rocks, which they are, you know, then on any given day, I, I feel like I see Lars Newtbar highlights all over the internet. Um, you know, we've talked about a lot of their young guys. Brendan Donovan, uh, Carlson. You know, we've we've had a lot of Tommy Edmond conversations, although I, I, I think he's faded a little bit. And then that's before we even get to the machine, Albert Pujols, who just put up one of the best, like, week and a halfs of baseball we've seen this, this year. Nine games, 27 at-bats, six home runs, a 556 batting average, 1.846 mm. OPS. Albert. This dude is having his best season since 2011. Like, something in the water in St. Louis or just vibes or whatever it is. But, you know, whenever you're facing a lefty, you can put in, you know, uh, an MVP-level hitter in your lineup. Sure, that that's a formula that works. So, yeah, man, they've got the juice right now. I noticed Albert's hands were starting a little bit further away from his body. Um, and Cardinals... Fans, if you're in the chat, tell me if, if you guys have noticed that too. Uh, but against Bumgardner there, it looked like he was kind of like further out with the hands. And when you do that, that's more – yeah, he's not he's not really – he wasn't really bouncing it. He was he's sticking with him out there. And I think he's finding a good path uh, for his hands when he's doing that. And when, if you get him further out um, away from your body, it becomes more of like – a barrel to the ball type of mentality instead of uh, when you're a little bit closer, it becomes more of a path. So like your whole bat, like you're worried about the path of your bat. Obviously you want to make contact on the barrel, but when your hands get a little bit further out, it's almost like your precision uh, has to be better. And he's like feeling that he wants to feel like where his barrel is instead of just like, Hey, forget about my hands. Like, you know what Josh Johnson talks about? Like all my swing is in my legs. I don't even think about my hands. When you get your hands out, you have to think about your hands and the direction they're going. And really, it looks to me like he's just trying to get the barrel maybe out there a little sooner as he gets a little bit slower in age. Uh, but he fucking he got the barrel. Second homer against Madbone, the one that went uh, to like left center, was a was a rocket. I don't know if we can if we can count on this type of production all the way through, but it sure seems like it, right? Like, like especially against lefties. Against lefties, dude. He's he's mauled lefties for the last like four years slash career at this point. Like he's Albert Pujols, and yeah, man, you you also have to feel awesome for him because he's. I mean, think about some of the conversations we had. I I know you know Chris Rose said on this this program he was like you know is Albert Pujols just going to go to the Orioles and try to hit a couple more dingers and call it a lot. And now here he is. Like, who would have thought before this season we were going to be having, like, Pujols should come back next year, right? Because he's he's awesome. Um, 
I do. I love him getting in front of the media and being like, nah, just shutting that down. I, I secretly hope you're right. Like, I, if you, you're telling me I get to see 43-year-old Albert just messing with some young lefties next year, sign me up. But, um, hey, St. Louis, before the year, I think we even said this, they were the number one team in baseball magic with Pujols, Wayno, and Yachty. Mm, and just, yeah, the story. The storyline. I, I believe in storylines in sports. I think it's part of what makes sports special and the best reality TV show. Um, and, man, they're starting to go. And they went at this point last year. Like, remember, they were, I think they were below 500, and then they turned it on, or right around 500, and they went nuts to finish the year. They're on another heater. Um, and if I'm Milwaukee, I just don't know. I, I just don't know if we're going to find that juice because right now everything out of there is a to- the complete opposite tone. All right, we don't have to talk about the Dodgers a ton because they're just really good. I mean, Dustin May comes back, looks good. Evan Phillips uh, in game one, one, two, three, ninth. He has David Roberts saying, um, I trust him to finish a game. Uh, best case scenario because he had Kimbrell down, so he puts this guy out. Some numbers on Phillips as as you know you get towards the the postseason, which is they're just setting up for the postseason now. That's what the Dodgers do. They're figuring out, yeah, what can the rotation be back there? Who's going to be the guy that can go multiple innings? Who's going to be at the end of the game? Do we have an end of the game guy, or is it going to be by committee or the hot hand? I'm assuming, I'm assuming that it's going to be hot hands with the Dodgers. Unless someone comes out and breaks out and 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 just snatches the job, but for a guy like Phillips, eleven straight scoreless outings, Jake, and he's only given up he's at forty eight appearances and only given up a run in four of those. Yeah, so it seems like he's going to be in the mix for some back end there, uh, along with a couple other guys. Uh, they knock around Alcantara, um, knocks him out of the uh, the ERA lead in the NL four. Saturday. Yep. Tony Gonsolin now at two one two. Alcantara at two one nine. They put up. What was the run? What was the final line? Three and two thirds. Six earned runs. This is the most earned runs in a start in over a year. Obviously, um, the Dodgers are just a. They're a truck, bro. Yeah. I uh some something I missed. Uh, Cardinal snakes really quick. That first night, Mike List goes eight innings. That's big. And Young Henry for my snakes. He's doing stuff, uh, which is nice. Who's the guy there? There's a lefty that's I think a Henry. nice swing. Oh, swing? Alec Thomas? Uh, no, it's, is it McCarthy? We can get in there. Is there a McCarthy? I'll get you some snakes. Um, I don't know. He just looked really good to me. Like it. Trev, the Dodgers for me, you're right. Like You almost can't deep dive. It's just look at everyone's record around the league. Look where the Dodgers are. Look at they just got Dustin May back, and he drops it. You could check that box. It's like, oh. Did we get a young, one of the most young, talented pitchers in the league back? Yes, we did, and he looked good. Great. Um, hey, we're facing the guy that's probably going to win the NL Cy Young. How do we look against him? Mauled him. 3.26 Ernie's. Your guy, Max Muncie, is tied for the uh, MLB lead this month with home runs. He has found it, and he's going. Like, if you're the Dodgers, you, you check every box. Oh, by the way, Joey Gallo comes over for, uh, I think it was their 15th prospect, and he's one-dotting 
making defensive plays. He threw a guy out. He's making diving catches. The beard is back. Confidence is back for Joey Gallo. That Yeah, man. I, I mean, if, if this was a video game and it was like, Dodgers, go, Dodgers playing the Marlins, here are your goals for this series. You, you clean swept. You swept on the field and you swept your video game goals. It's uh, This kind of opened up my eyes, man, because they're the Dodgers. They win a lot of games. I, I told you, I was like, you know, the Mets in a playoff series. I mean, Scherzer, DeGrom. And obviously that can be a fun baseball conversation, but why shouldn't these guys get every benefit of the doubt? Because um, they're going to be there. And yeah, like, should... Their playoff pitching does not feel as intimidating in previous seasons, and I think that's why I was there. But guess what? Their starting pitchers are first in ERA, first in whip. Their relievers are third in ERA, first in whip. Like, guess what? They're going to be able to put it together. Like, it's not like they're going to be throwing Joe Schmo on the mound. (laughs) Like, no, they have guys you might not be as familiar with a – you know, Evan Phillips, who closed out that game. But guess what? Dodger fans are, and, <laughs> and that dude's ready to go. So, uh, yeah, man, they're, they're a problem. They are, they are the Rays with a budget. They are a different type of organization. Um, I don't, don't even say that anymore. I, I know we coined that term. Sure. They're better than the Rays. It's a better mm-hmm. run organization than the Rays, and I don't even think it's close. I think the Dodgers right now are, Dodgers, Braves, maybe, are the class organizations right now. I know Houston is doing it as well. I, I, I'm i putting Dodgers, Braves above them. They're obviously very close. They're the class. They do everything right. And I think it has something to do with the way that they've constructed their player development, adding all those coaches. They have so many coaches. Coaches to player ratio is where it's at. And they have figured that out. So there's something that they're doing right, and I think that's it. They're just waiting for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I um, I, I think our our strong Rays fans would say, you know, if you gave us an extra 200 mil to play with, we'd have a couple different guys on the roster. But I don't know. I, no, no, no. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. That's fine. Like, you guys are all right. I've been in that organization. It's all right. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll talk about the Mets. They took three or four from Philly. They have absolutely owned them this year. Uh, what, what what's their record? Fifteen and four or fourteen and five against them. Phillies are happy that they are not playing the Mets anymore. I posed this question to Joe's on Baseball Today. I was like, "Do you think that matters in the postseason? Like that re- the regular season record?" He said yes. I said probably, but everything starts over. You're at zero. Your batting average. Zero, like everything goes back, and I think that could change things. Although the Mets against Wheeler and Nola, nine and zero in the games that they started. That's the one that jumped out to me, man. Uh, that's that's unreal. That's unreal. If you told the Mets this year before the season that you'd go five and four against Nola and Wheeler, I, I think they shake your hand and they're like, "Yeah," because those dudes are ones. Like, I, I know sometimes we get caught up in aces and, and that whole thing. Like, look at Wheeler, what he's done the past couple of years. Nola, when he's right, uh, he's one of the more fun pitchers to watch in baseball with his pitch mix and, and just how it comes off. IMO a little bit. I think John's on that page. 9-0. and oh? And, dude, the, this last game, this is kind of, this was one of the eye-openers this weekend. The intensity in this game. 
for an end of August game. Two teams that have seen each other a lot. Gene Segura hits the big home run. He's fist pumping around first base so hard his helmet flies off. And then your boy, Mark Canna. Are you kidding me? You're telling me Mark Canna has one of the cooler bat flips in like baseball history? Dude, he's 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 been on that train for a while, man. He is he's a sneaky guy, man, and it's the Mets are awesome. Um and when it comes to the Phillies in the playoffs, if if we needed to fill 24 hours of airtime, we that would be a great segment. It's the it's the well, I don't know. Hey, come playoff time. Like if they if they do do it, like they come out if somehow these teams met up in the playoffs and they win that first Wheeler game, then you're right. That 9 and 0 means nothing. That's the beauty of it. Um but going in, like if the Mets line up against the Phillies in a playoff series, they're going to be feeling good, man. Like I I don't have to tell you, Trev, like if you're on a team that plays another team that much, and you you beat them f- fifteen to four, like you're feeling so good going into that series, um, that yeah man and dude the Mets there's so many little things and it's why I love Buck and I love Pete Alonzo. Go watch the Mark Canna homer and look at Pete Alonzo at the top of the dugout, basically howling, basically a caveman playing baseball. But that's what makes it so beautiful. That like he is that dude and and this Mets team, man, they uh they're really good. They are really good. And yeah, I'm I mean my Yanks in a funk right now in a little subway series. Scherz are on the bump tonight. Those guys can drive a knife through Yankee fans' hearts real quick. Um I I was about to say, look, Philly could have salvaged this and and got uh split. 2-2. I mean, the last game could have went either way. Kind of just stole it from them. That's one of the toughest things as a ball player. You got you got Bohm, who it's two homers. puts him up. He puts him up 4 nothing, or they get up 4 nothing. He hits a three-run homer early on. They get up 4 nothing. That lead gets erased. He's like, all right, fuck it. I'll hit another one. Oppo this time. 7-4. I'm the hero again. Suck it. That <laughs> lead gets erased. And then Segura hits a homer to go ahead. Awesome. We're going to win the game. Everyone's going to be happy. And then kind of said, no, I got it. That league gets erased. Yeah. And that one was against Robertson. And, my, and you know, I was going to say, like, Philly is hurting right now. Kniebel's out for the season. Samantha Dominguez is on the IL. But you brought Robertson. You're feeling pretty good. Like, this guy's been good all year. Kind of gets to him. It was an elevated heater. Just it missed a spot by, by Robertson. Um, I think the Mets can hang their hat on that. We got to these guys. We got to their starters. We got to their bullpen. They think they're just all around a better team than the Phillies right now. The Braves, I think, is a different question for them. They match up against the Braves. I think there's a little bit of hesitancy there, uh, even with all the things that they do well. I think the Braves are just kind of on a different level. Um, Phillies, all their quotes afterwards were like, oh, yeah, well, you know, the playoffs could be different. It's like, man, you wish you were on the other end of that. Saying like, yeah, we beat them this season, but we're gonna have to go do it again in the playoffs. They have to like make up this false bravado and say, yeah, we can still do it. And honestly, man, Mets, I think are probably gonna have the second best record in the NL, so they're gonna be able to line up their pitching, and I think that's the probably the biggest advantage they're gonna get is being able to throw out Degrom and Scherzer against, and you're gonna see it. 
tonight and tomorrow as a Yankees fan. Yeah, we'll we'll see about tomorrow. There's some talk about getting Ty Walker back in there, but yeah, I mean that's the the Mets. Man, those two can of home runs, both up and in fastballs. So he beat him to the spot. And D Rob, uh, he pitched. I think he threw like thirty something bullets yeah. the night before. So he comes yeah. in, and you know we. We now have numbers that show you're you're less effective if you do that. So that's where depth comes in, and you talk about uh, Knievel going season ending. If you're the Phillies, uh, you have to say those things in the press conference. Obviously, um, you know it, they they had us, and if if we see him in October, we'll we'll do our thing. Uh, the one guy that you circle and a dude who changes a lot of attitudes is Bryce Harper, who's supposed to be rehabbing this week, man. So like. If you're the Phillies, again, go back to the episode where Bryce Harper went down, and we did a basically the whole conversation was either stay alive or be so bad you're sellers at the deadline. And here they are. I mean, they're they are still somewhat firmly in the wild card as long as Milwaukee uh, keeps playing like this. They're they're neck and neck with San Diego. They have a leg up in Milwaukee, and if they get the bad man back, like. You know, look at Bohm's stats this year. Um, you know, we talked about Real Muto going for a while. Uh, if you're the Phillies, if you're the Phillies, and we've said this for a while now, get that team to the dance so if they can throw their big dogs at you, you know, that's a that team can win on any given day because their stars are as good as your stars, unless you're like the Dodgers. Speak about the Braves. You want to go talk about them a little bit? Give me a little bit. Actually, of that no. Idea. That's 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 not. No, I forgot. They played an interleague series. Yeah, that's true. Table Can't jump that. ahead to them. Table that. Uh, Brewers is where I wanted to go. We'll go through this, and then we'll probably talk about the other teams quickly. And then we'll move on to the AL. Uh, Brew Crew, um, not doing it right now. I mentioned how far back they are of the division. They're outside of the wild card, and then after the game on Sunday. There was some quotes that came out of the locker room, and it was Eric Lauer, and basically he was saying, "Do I have the quotes here? I do. I don't want to misquote them." Yeah, they're um. The only thing I can think of was from the top down. It seemed like there was a weird behind-the-scenes message that was sent that a lot of people didn't jive with. We're doing this and we're trying to put you guys in the best position and we're trying to win right now with you guys. It seemed more, oh, he said, it didn't send us the right message from the upstairs people trying to say like, we're doing this and we're trying to put you guys in the best position and we're trying to win right now with you guys. It seemed more of a, we're trying to develop for the future. That comes out, you know, how many days after the trade? 20 days after the trade deadline, they're still worried about Josh Hader and not having him. And they're talking about the moves they didn't make. I don't think that's the right way to approach this at all. I get it. I'm actually on his side with this. I I was promised the big brewers move. It didn't happen. I know they were trying to do some things offensively. Didn't, it didn't happen. Takes two to tango. They get rid of Hader. You know what? That move in hindsight doesn't look that bad because he right. struggled with San Diego. And he's actually out of the closer role there now. So like you can't really point to that. Uh, the lack of urgency and the lack of help. I get wears on guys in the clubhouse. When you're a part of a team that's winning and you feel like you're going to get reinforcements and the front office doesn't do anything for you, sure, it's deflating. 
There's no doubt about that. But then eventually, you just gotta you gotta say, hey, we got the guys here, and we like the guys here, and we can do it. Twenty days after the fact, yeah, I don't think we should be talking about this to the media. Three weeks later, no, you're you're absolutely right, and that's where, you know, there's. My Yankees are in a pretty bad funk right now. The Brewers are in a pretty bad funk right now. And you wonder what it's going to take to get out of it, whether it's someone going nuts, whether it's a, a brawl. We, we always look for something to, to be the spark or a young player getting an opportunity. Uh, for Milwaukee, I think going from that quote, and you're, you're so right about the hater thing. I didn't know how to phrase it perfectly because guess what? If hater continues like this, which he won't, but I mean, haters' numbers on the season right now aren't who we picture Josh Hader as. And hey, Padre fans, I hope he clicks. I hope he goes. When Josh Hader's right, that's a that's a good thing for baseball. Um, you know, he's only had he's had five outings with with San Diego. So let's let's see what happens there. But like we talked about three weeks later with the Brewers, if Hader was doing what he currently has it felt like they were a trade short at the deadline. Like, if they had added a bat or someone like that, that they could have said, if that front office could have come downstairs and said, like, hey, guys, the hater decision was tough. We had to make the right move for our organization. But we also added this guy. And say they added someone who was, you know, hitting fifth or sixth in their lineup and had a little heater, then you don't hang your head. It's like, well, well, damn. Maybe they had the hater thing pegged and we added this guy. It felt like they were kind of a trade short. The Cardinals are rolling. Milwaukee's in the opposite direction. We've seen how quickly the tides of baseball can turn and they need something to happen because we got a month and a half, a little less than a month and a half in baseball. You better figure it out quick. Uh, Otherwise, you're going to look up and it's going to be eight games back in the standings and then the Central's gone. And then you're strictly fighting for the wild card. That's not where this Brewers team should be. Disappointing, man. It it, it really is. I still think they have a chance, uh, but I don't like where the clubhouse is with this. And I, it might have been just Lauer doing this on his own because a lot of the other guys had better quotes on it, more quotes that you want to hear from your players. Um. But they got to get it going, and they got to get it going fast. And I don't know if you look at the Cardinals' schedule; it's pretty soft. A lot of Cincinnati, mm. a lot of Cubs, mm. a lot of Washington. Like it could be a big lead quickly in the Central, and the Brewers are going to have to be looking towards that wild card uh, to to get anything done. I want to move on to San Diego now uh, briefly. Um, where are they at in the wild card? Let me. So uh, they're up well, a half game for the second one. Well, you looked that up just you know. 30 seconds. I want to give the Cubs a little love. Um, they're, yeah. they, they've won a, a few series recently. I, I love Morrell. Man, that's a guy you should know if you're a baseball fan. And uh, Stroman gave Nico Horner a lot of love. And Nico Horner probably deserves a lot of love because his defense is fun at shortstop and he's been hitting enough that, uh, hey, good for you, Cubbies. I know we're, we're talking about the sad team on the other side, but, you know, they, they could not be fighting at all. And, and they kind of are. So, so good for the Cubs. The game two was great. We had the wisdom game time double um, and uh, Contreras walk up single in the 11th. That was after the Brewers took the lead in the eighth. The Cubs tied it in the ninth. They both scored in the 10th. The Brewers scored one in the 11th. And then 
uh, Wisdom did his damn thing. And wisdom and Contreras, excuse me. Um, so yeah, they're fighting. I like that team too. I wish they approached the season a little bit better with more urgency. We didn't really understand the signings. It kind of played out how we thought it would play out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they, you you've got some things that you you found out this year, like Morel. Man, he's he's a badass. Like it, you can make plans around that dude, Nico Horner. Like you just found a young starting shortstop. Yeah. That's a big development. So yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully the Cubs are a really big player this offseason. I mean, even I know Suzuki's falling off, but there's some wins there. Ian Happ is a nine figure guy. Um, so yeah, hopefully this offseason the Cubs are the impact team that they should be. They're the Chicago Cubs. They should be that. Give me give me some Padres. They're currently a they're currently a half game up on the wild card. I'm just look, I like this team a lot. I think they're gonna be fine, but we've seen a collapse last year at the end of the year, right? Eleven and fourteen in July. 11 and 10 in August. It just hasn't been great baseball. They obviously are not going to win that division. They're half came up for the second wild card. Like they got to get going. Like there's some competition down there and, you know, having to figure out the back end of your bullpen now is probably something you don't want to hear as a Padres fan, uh, splitting a series against the nationals, probably not what you want to do as a Padres fan. Um, I don't know. I, I don't foresee a collapse, but I'm wondering if that Tatis news was a catalyst for something Padres fans are not going to want. I've been on the Padres all year long too, but they just need to step it up. I guess bottom line. And and I think they can't. It, their solutions are fairly easy. Um, and you know what? They got a couple off days uh, coming up but before a road trip to Kansas City. Or they're playing Cleveland twice, surrounded by off days. When when bullpen's a big concern for you, uh, that's a double-edged sword, right? Because that you either keep digging that hole and it feels bad, but they have options, man. Like you know, Nick Martinez and and Luis Garcia picked up saves the last two days. Um, Suarez has been pitching well for them recently, and like. Guess what? Could we be sitting here in two weeks and Josh Hader has five straight scoreless appearances easily? That's that's kind of the life of the bullpen. So we'll see what goes on there. Um, and you're right. they It feels like they kind of need to get away from the Tatis news. And let's be honest, like as media, you know, Pujols had a funny quote about, about the media this week. Like, you know, we talked about Tatis a lot because it, it was big. It was big that the further and further away we get from that, the better. And they need their big dogs in the middle of that lineup. I mean, Soto... Machado, even the season Josh Bell is having, Drury, like, those guys got to go. And, hey, they should be happy we're not talking more about them because they dropped the first two to the Nats. And then they came back and they won the next two. Uh, I mean, mostly because of their pitching, 2-1, 2-1, Musgrove and Manaya. So, and, and that's where this team, that's where I always come back to this team. That's starting five. Not a lot of teams can look at their five and, like, think they can get seven innings shut every day. Not saying you're gonna, because that's not how sports or baseball works, but they, they need that. And, man, they have some fun stuff going on, like the season Profar's having, the catch Ha-Sung Kim 
had the other day, kind of nice. running into the stands like that. That that was awesome. Some to say see. it was better than Jeter's play. That's what everyone. Some are about. saying that. Hey, like, hey, hey, you said at the beginning of the show, yeah. it ain't the dog days of August anymore. Don't tell that to the Padres. I think there's like three. There are some. <laughs> there are some teams out there, Jake, that would heavily disagree with that assessment. I think there's three teams really in the dog days. It's the it's the Padres, it's the Brewers, and it's the Yankees. I think those are your dog day squads. Let's end the NL discussion on my favorite, my second favorite quote of the year. My first one is still going to be Blake Snell when he said, last year we didn't get anyone, and it was sad. This year we got everyone. Yeah. That was all-time quote. This one comes from Pujols when he was asked after their seventh win in a row, he was asked if this is the best baseball they've played this season. That's a pretty generic, easy question. And Albert decided to answer it like this. That's for you guys, the media to decide. I don't go by analytics. That's you guys. That's your job. It's awesome. I'm, I'm on it, Albert. I'm on it. You, you guys. Analytics has taken over this, it, a meaning that like I don't think it's supposed to have. It's so <laughs> funny, dude. I think I think it was Bruce Bochy or Ned Yost, like w- one of those just like baseball legend guys who said, like analytics has been around for years. We just used to call them stats. Yeah. That's all it is. I've been trying to tell people that, dude. I gotta, I gotta figure out which one of them said that. We just got so names for things now, and we can quantify a few different things that we used <laughs> yeah. to not be able to quantify. We should just like say, "Oh, that happened." Yeah. Now you can describe why it happened, the, but that's it. Baseball is still the same fucking yeah. sport. Like the things ball, are just a little bit different. The ball jumps off his bat pretty good. Is now exit velo. Yes, like, you know. Uh, Got life on his fastball, high spin rate, <laughs> spin better rate. spin efficiency. Yeah. That's it. That's all it is, people. When people talk about launch angle and exit velo, I'm like, you guys, yeah, stop it. Yeah, it's how hard you hit the ball. And we always said ground balls are outs. We always said that. Yeah. Anyways, Trev, let's go to the American League. Uh, the Red, hey Reds, Graham Ashcraft. It always seems like he has a decent start. And Jake Fraley hits one into the Allegheny, first one since Soto did it in April. So that's pretty cool. That's forever. I mean, to say and you, Moose two run homer. Obviously Malibu Mike Homer, and I don't even need to say that. Um, <laughs> let's do the American League. No real ad for the American League, but I am wearing my team baggage warm up jersey. Trev, we face off tonight. Team baggage versus the forgotten rotten. This was the funnest game I played by far. I I try not to put like the Jakey actual stamp on it because we do so much content that if I said like you need to watch, you need to watch, like that almost be unfair to people. Tonight's game, uh, it's some of the best content uh, we've we've done at John Boy Media. So. I started to figure things out. That's all I'm gonna say. You you boys are so you guys. You guys were athletes, and you learned, and you got better, and it's a uh, it's an all time John Boy Media product. Like if if at the end of the year we did top ten things like John Boy Media put out, I think this would easily be on the list. So JM Warehouse tonight at six, maybe a good little uh good little warm up before you watch your team play tonight. Um, let's do the AL. There's there's one big storyline in the AL, and then there's a couple smaller things. So I, I think we can be I think we can be fairly tidy with it. Go ahead. 
In the American League, we are starting off with the shell of my Yankees. Did Josh Donaldson save the season with their walk-off? No! They get embarrassed at the party in the first three games. The Blue Jays going for the four-game sweep on the day they retire. Paul O'Neill, the Warriors' number, and the Yankees say no. Nestor drops it on the table, and Andrew Benintendi, does he join the team? Big home run in that game. Hey, Blue Jays, big series for them. They dominate. Good for them. Yankees trying to get out of them dog days. The Tampa Bay Rays took three out of four from the Royals. How about Patino? Could he be a weapon for them? That's what Kevin Cash was saying. He pitched well in that first game. The Rays are going, man. The Rays are going. They get really good pitching efforts. McClanahan again. Yarby's sorry to go for them. Uh, Royals run the second game of that series. I keep telling you about Brady Singer. Circle that one. Draft him on your fantasy team next year. He's, uh, it's clicked. It's clicked. Speaking of clicking, the Baltimore Orioles win two out of three against the Red Sox, finishing out in the Williamsport game. Uh, the Orioles put up a 15-burger the first night. Sheesh. That's a big number. Uh, Waka came back for the for the Sox. 5.2 shutty. Good for him, man. And my guy Verdugo's been starting to go. I told you guys he was too good for where his stats were at. The Williamsport game. Orioles win. Bogarts clips my guy Felix Bautista. That was fun. The better team won. The Orioles. The better team won that series. Speaking of not that, Athletics take two out of three from the Mariners. Oakland going to the Coliseum this time of year. You're going to see young guys trying to make it in the bigs, and that's what you saw. J.P. Sears came over in the Montas trade. He pitches the last game, and he outduels Castillo. A's, they take two out of three from the Mariners. That's not what Mariner fans had circled coming into that set. Rangers have taken two out of three from Trev's Twins. Trevor Plouffe was in the building, uh, and they're actually playing game four of this series tonight. A little wraparound series. We always love that. I mean, the story is off the field. It's all the legends in the stands, the Eminem boys. Denard Spann taking picks with Trev's Olivia Plouffe. I'll stop talking about that. How about Arihara? Comes back for Texas. Six shutout. Good for him, man. Oh, and Taylor Hearn dropped it on the table because he is that dude. Tigers take two out of three from the Halos. Uh, Angels won the first game. Sandoval, nine shut piece, a one nothing game. Uh, that was the only game the Halos won. The Tigers took the next two. Even finishing it off on Otani Day, Riley Green, 448. Longest home run Otani's ever given up. Ooh, go on with your bad self. What? White Sox at Guardians. They split two as game three gets postponed. Uh, White Sox went on Cueto Day, and that's obvious. Tristan McKenzie. Whoo! He's got that dog in him. How about it? Um, Grandal. He's going to the I.L., but he avoids major knee injury. That's your news there. Uh, the AL mid is just so mid, and, and that's that's kind of where it ends for me. That's what happened in the American League. What'd you say about Olivia? 
Uh, there was some good stuff on social media. Her, Denard Span, some some your family, friends. Um, Trev, the standings in the American League, if you don't mind. Uh, the New York Yankees have an eight-game lead on Tampa and Toronto. Thank God the Yankees won yesterday. Otherwise, it would be a six-game lead over the Blue Jays. Instead, it's eight for them and Tampa. Baltimore is ten and a half back. Baston is 14 back. The Cleveland Guardians are in first place in the Central. They're a game and a half up on the Twinkies. They are two and a half up on the Chicago White Sox. And Houston continues to dominate. 11 and a half game lead on Seattle. In your AL wild card. Trev, you're going to like this. The boys are locked up. Tampa and Toronto are 65 and 55. Seattle is 66 and 56. They are all even, which when we start talking about the stimulator or we start talking about playoff matchups, boy, is that going to be fun to shake up. And then outside looking in right now uh, from the mid division, Minnesota's two and a half back of those teams. The White Sox are three and a half back while Baltimore is 2.5 out. Um, Trevor. How are yes. you? Yes. How are you? You want to start you with Minnesota? Start. You want to start with Taryn, Taryn Vavra? I talked to his father, Joe. The <laughs> Orioles is, are for real. How is Joe Vavra? He's doing well. Did you send my best? I didn't talk about you once this whole weekend, but that's, you know, not, that's true. not anything on you. I was busy. You know that's a lie. Where are we starting? Where do you want to start with the AL? Trev, it, it starts with the Yankees. Um, They hosted the Blue Jays. They are still spiraling out of control. Depending how you cut up the stats, it's one of their worst stretches in team history. Um, it, it, it is, Trev. It, it's, it's incredible. Um, thank God they won yesterday, because where would we be right now? Holy smokes. The, the thank N- God for Nestor Cortez. Thank God for Nestor Cortez Jr. and a big swing by Andrew Benintendi. Um, yep. I guess there's a couple things I want to know from you because, A, the Cole Manoa stuff is is pretty fun. That uh, that puts a little lead in my pencil. Uh, I, I guess the other thing, and I, I'm genuinely not saying this in D-bag Jake way, but it, if you're on a team that's that's in a bad way, if you're losing a lot, mm-hmm. like what's... Is it is it as simple as like when it bad as a time? Is it as simple? You know, does someone need to freak out? Like what? What do you do, man? Because the Yankees called up a couple kids. I, I mean, they've been fun, but not crazy impactful. Um, although as as Waldo Cabrera, he has been fun, which the Yankees have needed a little mm-hmm. bit of and made some good defensive plays. But like, what? How do you how do you shake the tree? I mean, the easiest answer is win win. Right. Like, that's it. Like, that's the only thing that's going to cure it. Now, how do you get a victory? Um, It could be a a number of things. I don't think it's, like, intensity or, like, fire for this team. I feel like, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, I feel like everyone's kind of been playing hard. It hasn't been, like, a White Sox situation where people look at them playing ball and they're like, ugh, you know. So you can tell me if I'm wrong on that. It doesn't seem like that way from my perspective. I I just I honestly think it's just a, a numbers game. Like we started yeah. off so hot, and I tried to tell Yankees fans that as hot as you're going to get now, like throughout the season, you're going to get 
probably equally as cold, and that's where we're at now. Now you have to find a way to dig out of this hole. I think it starts with Garrett Cole. I think he, when I talk about the Mets, I I, I said they're not going to relinquish that division lead because they have DeGrom and Scherzer. They're stoppers. They're never going to get swept in a series because they have those two guys. Cole has to be that way. You might have to have him and whoever it is. If it's Montas and he's a step up and Nestor has to keep going. Like In these stretches, it's your starters. They have to go out and just freaking do it themselves sometimes. Or, you know, Judge can get mega hot again. Even though that I guess he did and they were losing games still at that point. I think it I think something something has to happen off the field, whatever it may be. But realistically, it's about getting your starters and having someone go seven one earned run then the next night have someone go seven shuddy like they have to be the guys especially on the yankees right now they kind of answer the bell and and stop those losing streaks and like start winning streaks i i I think the yankees path emotionally let's get heavy babe um because trev you've you've seen this from us at the start of august they showed flashes that they didn't care as much about these games. And I know you didn't really want to hear that. And hell, I'll tell you, I didn't want to say that. But just from what they were doing with their lineup and sending down, you know, guys who were performing just to keep roster space for other guys, they weren't making their best foot forward to win. From there, it went to straight uninspiring. Um, I I tweeted that out one night. Uh, Our guy Fao in the chat just, just said that. They have now left that that you're right. It's They're back in. Like, there's fire. There's piss and vinegar in them. Boone slammed the table in his press mm-hmm. conference. Uh, they scored a run in the first inning on a hit and run, and, and then the Jays left fielder threw it away, and everyone was given big fist pumps and yells. And it, it wasn't for show. It was like, hey, we get it, and we have to go. And, <laughs> Trev, you've seen how the Yankee fan base is normally. I mean, a little unhinged, a little wired the wrong way. But when you are a 700 win percentage team in the first half, and then they're 10 and 20 in the second half, they're 5 and 14 in August, man. I mean, this was a team that was on a historic win pace for the Yankees. Like, we were, you know, remember how many eps we did where it was like they're on pace for 118 right now? So to be in a funk this bad, um, they're going to come out. I just don't know. If it's about to happen, they're about to face Scherzer tonight. That doesn't feel like a good time to come out of funk. Or is it? If you can put up a big boy crooked number against Scherzer, that would feel pretty good. Um, or they're going on a West Coast trip that ends with Tampa. That could, fe- that could feel like a bottoming out. But, yeah, man, it's um, I'm interested to see when it ends because right now it's tough to watch. Joe's McFly has made a career out of watching and reacting to the Yankees. He didn't watch this weekend. He like couldn't stomach it, man. It's bad. You got you look when you're on a team like this who had that success. You're mired in just a bad month, six weeks of baseball. You kind of got to just accept it and dive into the mud, bro. Yeah, you got to dive yeah. in there and say we got to do something and get dirty to get out of here. Like we got we you have to. In saying that. Yankee fans, if I told you your team was now the fifth best winning percentage in baseball and you're going to be up eight games on August 22nd, 
you'd be pretty happy. So I'm calling on Yankees fans to just like take a step back, have some perspective on where the season is at. Now, do we need them to turn things around quickly? Because as you mentioned, it could have been six games last night. Yeah, we need them to turn it around quickly. But I think you're in a good spot. I think tonight's the perfect time to get out of this shit. Scherzer, we'll see if DeGrom throws tomorrow. You're right. Walker might get slotted back in. Who knows? If you face Scherzer and DeGrom and you win both of those, that's the spark you need. If you win one of those, even that could be the spark you need. If you're, you're, These guys are top of the top, but we saw what the Dodgers did to Alcantara. The good teams can beat these dudes. So I think they should really go into these games with a ton of intensity. I'm sure they will. That place is going to be rocking tonight. It's going to be rocking tonight. So, like, that's the thing about me is if I'm on the Yankees, there ain't no chance I'm ever feeling sluggish out there because the crowd is – you can draw energy from that crowd. You can't say that about every place in the big leagues. You can draw your energy off their crowd. So if I ever see a fucking Yankee player being all, like, boo-boo lip and, like, having no energy, I question that guy because – all you got to do is look into the crowd. They're either going to be yelling at you for motivation or they're going to be cheering your ass on for motivation. You can take it both ways. Yeah, I know. Uh, we're not ready to go to the Orioles yet, but they they won the Little League game and there was big fireworks at the end. And R- Rushman was just looking at him like, how cool is this, man? I'm playing Major League Baseball and there's fireworks? And that's, you know, Yankee Stadium isn't that every day. But, dude, the, the crowd has wanted to erupt this whole homestand. Um, and they got to a little bit yesterday. And uh, Trev, Cole and Manoa. Uh, Manoa Hicks, big Aaron Judge. If you don't know, first base was open. He plunks Judge with a good one. <laughs> with a good one. Didn't it hit his elbow pad, though? I, it was hard to tell because his pad goes under the jersey, so it either caught the pad perfectly or it got him, you know, kind of where the horse kicked me in my tricep. Um, people... <laughs> <laughs> people Let's were with that again. <laughs> people were wondering. Oops. Um, people were wondering if it was intentional, and you know, Manoa and Judge they link up a little bit, and they're both big boy, big boys. And and Manoa gave him like a dude. There's really no reason for me to do that. I've I've been missing there all day. Like and and Judge gave him the you're good. Judge kind of gives the whole bench a like. Let's not which. Mixed reaction from Yankee fans there. Oh, really? I mean... Why? I can't believe I'm saying this. And, it, we, dude, we did, a, we did a whole talk in Yanks last night that was deep dive into all the Yankee problems. So if you want to hear that, go check it out. I need to get ready for this. I need to get ready for this. Hold on. Trev, I cannot believe how much I've fallen in love with Garrett Cole, the bench presence... And the post, the post game interview, Garrett Cole. You know we've made our jokes about him. The two stags thing is was an unreal one, and some of the ancient warriors, some of the pre prepared stuff. You're like, what is this, dude? He has a fire in him that is supposed to be what Donaldson was going to bring to this team, and an intensity. And dude, he's taken post game pressers in games he doesn't play in. You know, you know he doesn't have to do that, but he wants to do that. He wants to be a team leader. And he, um, he's been pissed off from this streak. And that's where you're absolutely right. If you told Yankee fans before the season you'd have an eight-game lead on August 22nd, we'd say yes. If you told Yankee fans you're going to be horrible after uh, the trade deadline or the All-Star game and you're going to have one of the worst Augusts ever in team history, 
I think everyone would say, hold up. If you're the players, that should piss you off. And that's where it's kind of the difference between what a manager and a player should do. And, and Jimmy hit this last night on Talking Yanks, is that when Aaron Boone does his press conference, you know, he should let out the one hit on the table, but he should also be the clear head and say, you know what, we have an eight-game lead. Like, we're, we're going to be okay. Like, he's supposed to give those quotes to the media. Um, Judge, he gave a very similar one. And Judge is a stoic guy. Like, that's, that's who he is. He's kind of the Yankee way. I mean, Cole, <laughs> like, Cole's about to go nuts. Because he, and, and that's what New York likes from their players. That's why Paul O'Neill just had his number retired. Because he hated losing. He hated get, making it out. Uh, so, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I think both sides kind of handled it fine. Um, Manoa after the game says, Cole, if you want to make something about it, why don't you come past the Audi logo that the Yankees have on their field? You know, uh, being a young, tough, huge guy in the major leagues, it, it is what it is, but that's, it was very Blue Jays. Like that's kind of the Blue Jays demeanor, right? I don't know, man. <laughs> I think it's, I think these two starting pitchers talking, knowing that nothing's ever going to happen between <laughs> them. That's just all talk to me. Garrett Cole, that's what he did is all for show. There's no doubt about it. I agree with you. He wants to be that leader. He's being paid to be that leader. He has to be that guy. So I think a lot of things he does, like he knows the cameras are on him. He knows he can get held back. He knows all these things. But he wants to. He wants us to talk about him in that light. I appreciate the effort from Cole. I think he is truly fired up too because I I know I've been there. Like you get frustrated with times like this. Like they want to win a World Series, dude, and they're trending in the absolute wrong direction. And what I said about being happy with where you're at, that's just for the fans, right? Like players ain't gonna they're, they're gonna be pissed. You expect you want your players to say we're gonna play 700 ball all year long, even though you know that that's not possible necessarily. Um. But, like, you know, I just think that whole situation kind of got overblown. And, again, Cole, like, he has to do that stuff. He should be doing that stuff. You know, I'm I'm fine. I'm actually, like, I've grown to respect and love Garrett Cole. Like, he just is Garrett Cole. Like, he's a little corny sometimes. But it's a hell of a pitcher, and I think he can be a leader there. And and he wants to be, which I think is the most important part. He, uh... Dude, some of the post-game pressers are border the line between awesome leadership and accidentally hilarious. So I've fallen head over heels for it. And I can't believe that. I mean, remember that final Astros exit interview when he, you know, they lost the World Series and he had the Boris hat on and how weird that was. And he's had a couple weird ones. He's a strange since. cat, bro. He's an interesting dude. And guess what? He should be. He's, you know, he was a guy that turned down being a first round pick like yourself in high school. And then he came back and he was the one pick. And you know, it, he's this dude is just wired completely differently than you and I, and that's okay. Um, but I've I've loved what he's been for this team. Where do you stand on the Blue Jays? Uh, like it's it's we got to see more, or I mean, are they almost Phillies esque that this team's probably going to be in the dance, and that's when it's going to be Judgment Day for them? And I'm I'm going to be talking about Gossman in a little bit, so I don't know if we need to go there. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, they pitched well this season. Barrios had a good start. Gossman had a good start. So White only four innings pitched, but – and then Manoa comes and he does his thing for six innings pitch, one and run. So I think that was the main thing. Springer's been really good. They're a dangerous team. 100% they're a dangerous team. Um, trending in the right direction. I think that's 
whoever they have to face. And right now, let me see. I had the I had the, all this stuff up. Where is it? Right now, Toronto would face Tampa. Mm. And I would pick I would pick Toronto to win that series. Like I see them, I see this Toronto team getting into a DS series and having to play, you know, whoever they have to play. I I think they're really good. That's um it's gonna be so funny and dude, I I think after Labor Day, how hype we are going to start getting for these potential playoff matchups. Because that one's so fun because the Blue Jays, they have their guys. I mean, Gossman, Manoa, Barrios. Um, like, you know, they're going to get the pill and the Blue Jays are going to expect a big effort out of them. And that's where Tampa's hilarious. Because say if Gossman were to have a bad day, you know, it, Toronto's going to live and die by that. Where the Rays, they don't really care who's on the mound except McClanahan. Like, if someone's not there, they're going to kick it to all their weirdos in the bullpen and, and try to win that. So that's funny that that's the current matchup. Um, so much ball to be played, and those teams literally have the same record right now that um, we'll see when we get there. If the Jays are one of those teams that if they get both sides of the ball clicking at the same time, they might – I mean, they're one of the better yeah. teams in all of baseball. And that's kind of what it's all about during the playoffs. Can we line up the things that we need to line up? Man, George, we should have moved on from this series a long time. We got too much Yankees. George Springer, dude, this was to be genuine, and some of the AL teams don't want to hear this. That that was the big topic in in the yeah. American League. It kind of it kind of really is. So we we should move quicker through these other ones. Rays took three out of four from the Royals. Uh, again, not not your biggest surprise there. Uh, the game the Royals won was in ten innings. Uh, Singer versus McClanahan, which I I think yeah, that's that a, was a good game right there. I think that's good a matchup. Ga- that's a game you circle more in the coming years. But you know, Patino's starting to pitch for these guys. Yarbrough's turned it on of late. Um, they did get bad news. Wander Franco was supposed to start kind of figuring it out. He has no timetable to return. I think that's a big one for them. But uh, Rays going Rays, man. And, like, they, they're they the Rays. They are the Rays. Uh, yeah, Cash you know, said right now our goal is to win series. Uh, they won their third series in a row. We don't know how they do it all the time, but they, they do find a way. The Wander news is troubling you banking on him to come back he's still feeling a little bit of soreness in his wrist uh not great but i would love i know patino went back down the triple a i i had like huge high hopes for this guy especially when he goes over to the rays i thought he might like turn into like shit what sandy's turned into to be honest with you that's kind of what i thought of this guy uh things haven't turned out that way but if you know maybe he gets another shot uh towards the end of the year he can stick that'd be cool to see uh, but yeah, three or four, they, they're winning the games they need to win for sure. And, and by the way, Luis Patino is still only 22. So like, <laughs> is he really? Uh, yeah, man. So like, let's like, like that guy, I wouldn't write it off yet that he'll be, he'll be something. Cause there's a lot of guys that don't get up yeah, to the majors. I like watching him pitch until they're 25 or so. And dude, that something that's evolving with the Rays, that bullpen, Jason Adam has kind of been their breakout guy this year. Pete Fairbanks is back and throwing harder than he used to, my guy. Um, so, yeah, man, the, the dynamics are changing there a little bit. They're 7-2 and two in their last nine. Um, you know, the Rays, the Rays are going Rays. Um, and Royals. Shout out Max Castillo on the Royals. He had yeah. his big league debut. Uh, he pitched five innings, one earned run. So, you always got to mention that. It's a great debut. 
Red Sox and O's. Uh, and this is kind of a big series for both of these teams as they try to either fend each other off or go. Uh, Orioles end up taking two out of three, um, and it all finishes at the Little League World Series game, which I decided I'm a huge fan of, man. Everything yes. around that was so much fun. The guys arriving and sliding down the hill was super cool. Even that backdrop of all the little kids sitting in the front row behind home plate in that game, uh, it's awesome. You know, it's a, it's easy to always be tough on MLB and Uncle Rob. The Little League World Series game, they kind of got that figured out. I, I know, you know, Orioles-Red Sox this time of year wasn't exactly the dream, dream matchup for this stage, but it was also awesome. I mean, not to be rude to Orioles fans, they've been the upstart team this year and all of that, but them showing up to the stadium and getting that much love, it was almost like the Orioles deserved this. <laughs> like, the, the Orioles truly deserve this. And they end up taking two out of three, which for those two teams right now, that's really important for Baltimore. It really is. I I really enjoyed watching them turn into the team that they've turned into. Um, I frequently mention a couple guys in our team, Vavra and Mateo. Mm. Uh, Vavra just is because I know him. Mateo's a ton of fun to watch play. Um, I think the Red Sox, I know they're fighting to stay in it. They're like six and a half back now, two games under 500. I, I don't know if they got what it takes to turn it around. Maybe Jake. Maybe, but I, 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 I just don't foresee that happening. It's Their good guys are so lovable. Bogarts takes Felix up top. That was pretty nuts. You know, I love Verdugo. You got to love Devers. Um, it, it's, it just doesn't feel like it. And, you know, it, you're, you're starting to run out of time to say now or never. And there's a lot of teams ahead of them, man, that it, it, it feels like we're nearing the end of this. And, man, watching that game last night, it, it wasn't like, how do these Orioles do it? It was like, no, the better team won. And and that's where we're at. The Red Sox are last place in the AL East. Rushman has been, you know, kind of the reason. I posed the question to Joe's earlier today in baseball today, like, is he going to catch Julio, Julio Rodriguez in AL Rookie of the Year? He might. Vegas still has him uh, as – the second favorite at plus 300 Julio's got a, a sizable lead in that regard. But like, if you look at the numbers, like Rushman's just been like better offensively. Uh, the war isn't there because Julio steals a little bit more bases, but I think they both play premium positions like Rushman. And, and they, they, if you're an Orioles fan, you're just very excited about the future. And not to mention this year, I think this year is still in play, which is cr- like, think about how crazy that is for us to say, Jake. It's crazy. We all predicted them to be under 62 and a half wins, I believe. Yep. I think we might lose that one. We, I think we might lose that one, man. And we know that every year there are teams that just kind of answer the bell and figure things out. And you know, I guess last year we could have said it was the Mariners and they fell a little bit short there at the end. They're hoping the Orioles don't suffer that same fate, but they were the team this year, man. They just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, played played a little bit of different brand of base. I guess them and the Guardians, you can kind of probably say the same thing about, although the Guardians had that starting pitching that we liked, uh, but they've just kind of done it in a different way. I feel like you can say the same thing uh, about the Orioles. And Rushman's an absolute superstar. If you watch that guy's press conferences too, I mean, he's like happy-go-lucky. He's got a little like glass now in him that he's like, you know, kind of kind of life's bigger than baseball, but also baseball's awesome, so let's do this. Um, he, he's incredible. Um, A's Mariners, um, 
shout out to the A's for taking two out of three from the Mariners. Uh, they take the the second game in extras there. And man, it's uh, you know, the A's call up Langeliers, the the big prospect, uh, the big catching prospect in the Oakland trade. Um, you know, they got J.P. Sears throwing the pill for them. He was the the Yankees starting pitcher they got back for Montas. So, you know, it, it's easy, kind of like I said about the Cubs, and they're in different classes. But, you know, there's something to be said about an Oakland team in August, a bunch of young dudes doing it at the MLB level, and, and they take two out of three from Seattle. So, um, bad news, Blackburn will be shut down for the season. You hate to see that. Um, but yeah, Sears out dueling Castillo on that final day. That's a, that's a fun one. I saw some bad stuff on the A's this morning going around on Twitter. Sure. Like Chad Pinder, my guy, yeah. highest paid A at 2.75 mil. Oh man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what there is to say about the A's. The Mariners, you know, they, they lose on a tough one, um, in the middle game. Yeah. The chopper. Steel can't feel the chopper. Um, I don't know, man. I I don't know what to say about the A's, the Mariners, Suarez, uh, creeping towards his freaking RBI total. Had the yeah. two homers, five RBIs. His swing looks really good. He's still striking out a lot, but um, the one ball he hit was like a curveball. He smashed into left field. Such a pretty freaking swing, man. Um, I don't know. Go yeah, Mariners. Yeah, Still rooting for the Mariners. Figure it out, Mariners. Same record they had at this point last year. So that's a funny one there. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. The survival. They're all jumbled up there at the end of the wild card, like you said, 65 and 55 and 66 and 56. Yeah. Uh, what do you got on that? What do you got on that? You're taking ooh. You Mariners, Toronto, and Tampa Bay. Ooh. You think it's going to be those three teams? Um, you have Minnesota two and a half, Baltimore two yes. and a half, Boston three and a half, or excuse me, Chicago three and a half back. Yes, I do. Because I, I, I think the AL Central will still shake, but I don't think one of them will get the wild card. I, I think those are the three best teams. Um, that, yeah, I mean, Tampa is just a really well run organization. Toronto and Seattle have silly talent on their team, man. That like those those teams in a playoff series can can take down anyone in baseball. That I I know the National League is scarier on paper, but if Toronto and Seattle can be the best versions of themselves, dude, that's in a three game set. Never mind a five game set. You don't want to play those guys, man. They're they're really good. They're really good. Um. You uh, any on the field takes from Twins Rangers? Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> you know, both those teams kind of seem like they like the Rangers don't necessarily have a, a direction. I did get to talk with Simeon a little bit. I talked with my guy back here, Brad T. Hunge is mad at me. I didn't make contact with him. Oh. I was just busy, man. I'm sorry. More on Taylor him later. Hearn. Yeah. More on him later. Okay, good. Um. All the things I'm hearing about the Twins is it's the same kind of problem. We're still missing some starting pitching. Um, offensively, we can get it done. We have a lot of guys kind of playing out of position. Um, I did see Jose Miranda make a nice play at third base. But the, it's just – it's like there's just enough there, and you have to, like, get everything out of every single player to win that 
division. And that's not what you want to have um, as like your strategy. Like you understand there are going to be underperformances. There are going to be guys that maybe step it up. And like I said, they have some good players on the team. And really to me, it just, it, it's, it's all going to come down to the the pitching. And I mean, both on, on both sides, the starters and the relievers, they have some good relievers in the back, but I just don't think that they have the guys to move ahead um, in the division. They, and then if they made the wild card, like I just don't think they have the guys to go head to head. I've been trying to like convince myself otherwise, but when I went in there and talked to, you know, guys around the organization, it almost feels like everyone's feeling the same way. Like, man, this has kind of been, this has kind of been going on for quite some time. I had some stuff that we might have to talk about off, off being said, but it's, they got to figure out ways to develop starting pitching or they got to find ways to go out there and, and, and get it via trade or free agency. I mean, Molly, he went down, he's on the IL now. Um, I, I don't know, man. Archer had a pretty good start when I watched him. That was cool to see. But and I hate I hate like talking bad about these guys because I do know them all and I do like them all. But I just don't think I think that's kind of where they're at. Like they have to have everything. Everything has to go perfect for them right now, and that's just not a way to construct a baseball team. Yeah, the fact Rocco's got to answer questions about Duran starting ever again. It's like that's that's just not what you want to be talking about at this point of the year. Um, yeah. that's good that Arch had a good, a good start while you guys are out there. That's cool. It's your boy. He's good. Yeah, no, he, he, he looked good and, uh, they, they end up losing that game in extras, uh, fun game, but lost it. Tigers angels. I, I think I'll give you 30 seconds, Trev. I, the thing that stand out are the performances, um, Sandoval Manning, um, uh, what's his Riley green clips, Otani. I think those performances are cool, but baseball-wise, part of this season, I kind of got nothing. I love that Riley Green homer. Yeah, that was cool. He smacked that into that triangle out there. A lot, a lot of balls go to die out there. He his went up deep, almost to the bricks out he, in right uh, center. He's he's talented, man. He made a nice diving catch in center field. I I hope we're. I hope next year's Tigers can be a lot more fun than, than this year's Tigers. Uh Five shut from Erod. First start since May 18th. Remember that whole thing? Um, and yeah, you, I mean, I, I don't know. You're giving an award to Sandoval? I'm not. I you, I'm not. I feel like you got to mention that. We got to mention that performance there. He does the Maddox. Complete game shutout. 97 pitches. Um, I got a lot of his baseball cards. Always have to mention that. Yeah. Nine Ks, four hits. He faced one batter, one batter over the minimum. That's an incredible start. Complete Especially game. on the road. Bleak game shuddy. He's having a really nice year, and he seemed like one of those guys you circled coming into this year that if he did this, that would be really big for the Angels. Unfortunately, um, it is not. It is not, but a really big year from him. 20 starts, a 3-1-4. Um, and Trout looks good. He came back, looks good. He liked Get the that. shit out of some balls, made some catches. And then, tough one here, Trev. Uh, two games between the White Sox and the Guardians. I, I think, again, it's more performance-based. I think you're going to hear about one of these performances very soon. Um, I think you might hear about two of these performances very soon. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I I think we're coming up on my two weeks where I said the White Sox would take the division, and they're still two and a half back. So, I kind of AL mid. 
I think mid some good pitching performances. I think we're going to talk about both of them uh, in a little yeah. bit, so we can't really go into them. There's some interesting quotes by Cueto, and obviously Larusa is always oh my god something uh, for Guardians fans. Nolan Jones gets optioned down. Palacios gets uh, recalled. Uh, Jones like came out banging initially, uh, then he's just six for his last thirty-seven. So I think they are maybe saying, "Hey, while we can go get some reps in, and then." You know, those, I guess they'll have to decide if they bring him back up because it takes 10 days. So they won't be able to call him back up unless there's an injury for him to be eligible for the postseason. That's an interesting one for me. No, I, I, you have to be on the 40. You man. just have to be in the organization. You have to be on the 40. You don't man. have to be on the 40, man. Just, no, just in, in the organization. Because that By was... September? September 1's the cutoff. Yeah, because that was yeah, the Yeah, whole... exactly. That's what I'm saying. But no, if you're if you're on the... You're good. That's why Iglesias for the Red Sox, he couldn't do it last year because he wasn't. They got him on, on like September twelfth. I was. I'm. Oh, okay. He'll, yeah, he'll be good. Okay. Why am I thinking that? Are uh, you sure? It's a, it's a little rule. bit tricky. It's a little bit of a tricky rule. It's kind of like the reverse NBA. NBA like wants you to Get have late. Pre- Wait, hold on, because I'm gonna need to. You guys need to explain this to me because previously, if you weren't up, but if you were up. In September, you weren't eligible for the postseason roster. You had to be up by August 31st. You have to be... I thought it was you have to be on the 40-man before September 1st. BBD is saying you have to just be in the organization. So it's... The nerd blogs I read say in the organization. I think the, the okay. o- I think the only reason that rule is implemented is for the Jose Iglesias situation, that if a team... Cuts and runs on a veteran in September that they all can't go to the same team, kind of. I think, but uh, again, one of one of baseball's trickier ones. Um, Trev, there is one last, just really good series. Um, that was the only interleague series. I don't think we need to play the tunes on it. Uh, Braves Astros. I mean, talk about potential World Series here. Two of the best teams. Linking up in an interleague series. The Braves take the first two. The second game goes to 11 innings. There's some Matt Olson date my daughter stuff. Travis Darnot uh, is getting involved. Ozuna from the Braves is a situation. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer the kickoff, man. What what do you want from this series? Shout out Kyle Wright, you know, doing his thing. Uh he's got 15 wins. Uh, on the season and he's been really good I think that's really good for the Braves you know seeing his developments um, that was a good game for the Braves they kind of just took it to him then the second game was kind of like the back and forth type game you know Matt Olson has this, I love our I love our notes talking about uh, Matt Olson's game time double uh, check swing uh, through the shift ground ball type situation um, and then Darno with the walkoff single in the 11th. Um, it was 1-1 one, one through 9. Both teams scored 2 in the 10th, and the Astros scored 1 in the 11th before the Braves scored the 2 to walk it off. Um, and then the last game was a nice pitcher's duel. Urquidy goes 7 innings pitch, 2 in runs. Um, and Morton goes 6 innings pitch with 2 in runs. 11 freaking Ks. And Tucker had the go-ahead RBI single in the 8th. The Braves are playing really good baseball. They took 3 or 4 from the Mets and then took two or three from the Astros. Like, yeah. Five and two in those 
two series is like as good as you could hope to do. And if you're a Braves fan, you're just like, you're rocking and rolling right now. I mean, everything is, everything is going the Braves way right now. Everything. Your young guys are coming up. It wouldn't shock me if Von Grissom had a freaking contract by the time the year is over. Some team friendly deal that locks him up too. He's been, like you talk about spark plugs and what Oswaldo Cabrera has been like Von Grissom has been every bit of that. Every bit of that, the energy that he plays with is really palpable. And like him, the, him and Michael Harris, uh, the second, and then you throw in Strider there. I mean, you're talking about just incredible, incredible performances by young guys that really just take this team to like the next level. You know, Kyle Wright, I think he just won his 15th game. Like it's, it's unreal. The youth on that team. And man, this is just high level baseball. I, I know it sounds dumb, but um, I mean, just look at, both of these start, I mean, Strider and Javier both go six innings, one earned. Urquidy and Morton, seven innings, two. Morton, six, two. Like, just a high-level brand of baseball. Two of the best teams in baseball. And you're right on the Braves, man. Like, you you leave that stretch, and now you're going Pittsburgh, off day. St. Louis, so that'll be an interesting one. And then they start a homestand with Colorado. Like, these these guys might give the Mets a scare, and I, I just I didn't think they would. And it's um, they're so good. They're such a good franchise. They're in a great position right now. I mean, they're gonna they're most likely, like I said, they're gonna have to play a wild card uh, matchup because the Mets' schedule just kind of allows them, I think, to keep the lead in the division. But dang, the Braves are good, man. They're good. You know who else is good? So many guys. The standout performance list was as good as it gets. And speaking of standouts, Trade Coffee stands out from the rest because there's a lot of people that drink coffee. I drink coffee. Trev's drinking coffee right now. Guess what? We all pretty much drink different coffee. We all have different palates. We all like a different amount of creamer, sugar, or just black, however you like your coffee. And guess what? What Trade Coffee does, you go on, you take their quiz, and they're going to line you up with the right coffee for you. They have 450, 450 different kinds of live and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you. And Trade's human-powered algorithm will help you find that out. So what you need to do is go to drinktrade.com baseball. Drinktrade.com slash baseball. You'll get $30 off your first order and free shipping at Trade Coffee. Um, I mean, that much off, like 40, 40 different cups of Joe for you. That's not too bad. Um, go check them out. Trade Coffee. Five million bags of fresh coffee um, already delivered by them. Get involved with them. Get a better coffee for yourself. Your perfect coffee with Trade. Drinktrade.com slash baseball. $30 off your first order and free shipping. Uh, Trevi, you want to do your standout? I'm giving it to two pitchers, both from the AL mid, as Jake likes to call it. Johnny Cueto mentioned him, eight and two-thirds, shuddy, only two Ks, which I love. A lot of soft contact there, one walk. And the other guy is Tristan McKenzie, our friend, who's been doing it all year. Seven innings pitched, two earned runs, 14 Ks. And no walks. I wanted to just give the Tristan because of that. CC was in attendance, and Tristan was said that was like unbelievable to do that in front of like who one of the guys who was his idol. 
Uh, he's got a sub one whip, three eleven ERA. Like he's he's turned into who the Guardians thought he would turn into, and it's really cool to see. He's still skinny as all hell, so it's funny that CC is like his idol because mm-hmm. it's like the opposite. And then Cueto, uh, you know, gets taken out, you know, one out before a complete game, but he has been absolutely. We talked about him quite a bit. He started the whole like White Sox need a fire thing as he went out into the media and said that, but he. He's the fire. Yeah. Dude, he's got 17 games started this year, and he's got a 2.58 and a 4.1 baseball reference war. Johnny Cueto, guys, who is 36 years old, who like was an afterthought. You bring him in, and you're like, oh, okay, we'll see what this guy can do. He's been their best pitcher. Him and Cease. Yeah, Cease has so, been, but Him and Cease, I mean, these guys have yeah. just – Again, both of them kind of afterthoughts. I know Cease had, you know, a little bit of momentum coming into the season, whatever, whatever, but Cueto's really held this this team together. And McKenzie is just one of my favorites. So I wanted to mention them both because there were there were a lot of really good stand-up performances this this uh this week. Sticks has the whip under zero, uh twenty-three games, a three one one ERA. And by the way, we've said it a few times, but we won't say it enough. You won't meet a nicer dude. Um dude just wanted to hang out at our spring training house and he he did. For hours, um, super friendly with everyone. There's also a funny video. Him and Joe's played MLB The Show. Uh, you can you can go find that for a good time. And, yeah, dude, he, he's been lights out lately. And, I mean, what's that, 14 Ks? I mean, no that's, walks. That's no joke, man. I mean, that's – you, you got to be pretty special to do that. I know his curveball um, is one of the best in the league when, when it's right. And Cueto, yeah, I, the White Sox would be – Irrelevant to this season, if not for Johnny Cueto, hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's insane. That's insane. Um, Trev, I I want a different route with it. Um, because again, I mean, George Springer five hits. You could always talk about Pujols, Sandoval. You mentioned the Maddox. I'm going with Dustin May because of the mm. importance of what it could mean for this season. Um. Dustin May comes back, returns to the Dodgers um, in 2022. I remember when he went down last year, it was kind of just this damn all around baseball, including us, where it was like, I mean, this dude's next. It feels like this dude's next, and he was going to be missing from our lives. Well, guess what? He's back, and in his first game back, five innings pitched, one hit, nine strikeouts, uh, no earned runs, 71 pitches. You talked about the Dodgers pitching whoever's hot, and sometimes we don't talk about the Dodgers a lot because they're so good. There's not a ton of juicy conversation to be had there. They're pitching come the postseason. There is juicy conversations to have there. And if Dustin May looks like this guy, he's going to be a guy that's pitching big postseason innings for mm-hmm. them. And uh, it's some of the grossest, some of the grossest pitches in the sport uh, to the fact that, you know, you'll remember some of my Dustin May takes were were pretty wonky because I was like, maybe his fastball moves too much. Which you did say that. That doesn't really you make sense, that. and I acknowledged that at the time. But, God, man, he uh, he's back. He's back, and he may be the most talented pitcher on the best team in baseball. I don't know. We'll see. That That's interesting for the Dodgers because you have him coming back, and then if you get um, Kershaw coming back, they're talking about possibly going to a six-man through September, uh, or they can get one of these guys ready for the pen, which 
is a Dustin May guy. Do you put him in a pen or do you keep him as a starter? Like, I think maybe that's the answer. I don't know. It gets tricky because I, I, I like that because look how good Urias was out of the pen for them and they used him out as a weapon. But also coming off TJ, maybe they just want to keep him regular. Um, that he's he knows when he's getting the pill. But it, it's going to be an interesting conversation in Dodgerland. It's kind of the only conversation because their lineup is stacked. Um, yeah. They, yeah. They, I mean, they have the three guys at the, the top. It'll be Alexander, Urias, Gonsolin. They'll figure out four, which could be May and Kershaw. And then I guess they can move some other guys, Heaney and, and Pepio to the pen and kind of fit. I don't know. They, they got a lot of options, which is, of course they do because they're the Dodgers. It's good to have options. Uh, Biebs, these guys haven't had some good options over the last little bit. And it's slump watch. Uh, unfortunately, we see Taylor Ward on here. Super interested to see where his season ends up at. Remember when he was the talk of the town? Couple pedals. All, all JM team for a little bit. He goes 0 for 11. Javi Baez, man. I, I let's let's hope we get the real Javi Baez next year for Detroit. Luis Urias. Ooh, hate to see that. Uh, he goes. 0 for 10. Nico Horner, as I give him compliments, he did put up an 0 for 9. The defense is really nice. And, you know, the hitting's been pretty good this year, too, so that'll come around. And then Lourdes Gurriel Jr., he goes 1 for 13. So, hey, of everyone on this list, he's he's killing it. Um, but we want to see all of those guys turn it around. So there's your slump watch. Give me the good stuff now. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Trev, you want to tell me about these big boys? You might be muted. You're definitely muted. I muted myself yeah. because Isla was in here trying to ask me some questions. Okay. In Fuego, we start with Albert Pujols, five for eight, two homers. We saw him against Bumgarner. He got hit by a pitch, too. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, who's like just been on this list the entire time. We might we should call it the Paul Goldschmidt list. Yeah. Seven for fourteen, two homers, six ribbies. Uh, Mark Kana, we saw him. Is it Kana or Kana? I played with the guy. I have no idea. Same same difference. Uh, four for ten, two homers, big bat flips. Eugenio Suarez, hate that you're on this list, but love you, bro. Four for eleven, <laughs> two homers, six ribbies. Seiya Suzuki, love to see you here. Five for eleven, a homer, yeah. two doubles, two RBIs. Uh, Nate Lowe, I always have to remember which one it is. Nate Lowe, uh, 7 for 14, a homer, two RBIs. Anthony Santander, 6 for 13, a homer, two doubles, and five ribbies. Our guy, Adley Rushman, 6 for 13, a homer, a double, two RBIs. And then you're going to have to help me out with this one. Eliujiris Montero. All around it, yeah. 3 for 13 with three Jimmy Jacks, though, and six RBIs, and that is who was in fuego at the plate. If all Base- of your if all of your hits are home runs, you get a chance to be on Infuego. Baseball reference has that first name as Alaris Montero. Alaris. We'll double check with Kelsey Winger, and we're about to check with Kelsey Winger <laughs> oh, in a yeah. second as we head to awards, and awards are brought to you by DraftKings. College football is back. It's unreal. I can't believe it's like the end of August, August 22nd. 
Uh, college football is back, and there's great offers at the DraftKings Sportsbook. You can bet $5 on any team, and you'll get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. If that's not your bag, maybe their parlays are. Rack up a couple to get a bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY. Bet $5 on any college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code JOMBOY, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh-oh, we got the long one. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789 in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. One per customer, minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued at eight $25 free bets. God, I'm kind of fucking crispy. Hit it, Biebs. Awards! Trev, you have the honors. Just need to hang around Kelsey more. Yeah, good energy, Good man. vibes. Can't replace that energy. Unbelievable. All right, mine is, uh, it's, I don't have a good, oh yeah, I did. I came up with a good name Yeah, for you it. did. The Iron Bank. Yep. Everyone knows the, what's what's the Game of Thrones prequel that's out now? House of Targaryen, House, House of Dragons. Of Dragons. Yep. Watched that last night. Olivia tried, she fell asleep. Yeah. Unfortunately for her. I'm probably going to rewatch it today. I thought it was excellent, so go check yeah. that out. The Iron Bank. Everyone knows about the Iron okay. Bank. You need the Iron Bank to be successful. And yesterday, the Mets needed the banker to be successful. Yes, I'm talking about lefty Nate Fisher. Now, I wasn't familiar with the story until this happened. And Mark Kana, who's on his team, wasn't familiar with the story either. He comes in, makes his debut. He throws three scoreless. He has to wait out a rain delay to do it. All of his family's in attendance. And the reason we're calling him the banker is, you know, he's undrafted out of college. He signs with the Mariners, um, goes and has a minor league season there, and then COVID happens. And I've heard this story quite a bit um, with COVID, where a lot of guys, the minor league season got shut down. If you weren't at the alternate site, you were just literally at home. You know, trying to figure out something to do. So he, with all the uncertainty, took a, a job at a bank from one of his former former coaches. Started working there. No shame in that. You know, I understand that's how things go. Then he got the opportunity the following year, signed a uh, minor league free agent deal with the Mariners again. Then this year, signed a minor league free agent deal with the Mets. So he's kind of been working his way up. Uh, gets a debut last night. Uh, works around a walk. In the first inning, then the rain delay happens, but he said, fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to continue pitching. There's like a 45-minute rain delay, goes out there and throws two more, is instrumental uh, in a huge win against Philly. And I think it's just really cool. Like he just, he did what he had to do. Like you go, you go, go to work because there's some uncertainty. Then you come back and you decide you want to pitch again and you work your way back up to the big leagues and pitching a really meaningful game, shared it with all his families and friends. And man, like, hats off to him. Three scoreless with the rain delay is a pretty cool debut story. So Iron Bank, Nate Fisher, King's Landing needs the Iron Bank. Mm. Queens mm. needs Nate Fisher, mm. the Iron Bank Award. I mean, I love it. It's it's one of those you hear a story like this in baseball. Um, 
And yeah, man, I mean, put it in the Mets magic pot this year that that this dude comes up and makes his debut and and has that kind of performance. Passan was tweeting about it, which is really good. Um, you know, Passan he gets really Roman ready for a story like this, and uh, this is awesome, man. And hey, you know, the life in the bullpen. Guess what? Our our friend and colleague Peter Moylan didn't make his. Major League debut until he was 27, and then he had a 12-year career out of the MLB bullpen. So, I don't know. I don't know what the rest has for Nate Fisher. I, I hope the story continues to go like something about something like that. Uh, but good for him, man. And that's uh, that takes a lot, man. It, it takes a lot to to leave it and then come back and and still believe in yourself that you'll you'll get that opportunity. So good for him, man. And I hope he's uh. Hope he's nails. Go shove. The Nets, every team can use bullpen. Let's talk about you in October, kid. Big old lefty banger, too. Uh, Give me that. I mean, you take that up top, but that's good news for you. Is you're, that's true. You're not that's out true. there. I'm out of the league. Yeah, he doesn't have to worry about that. He doesn't have to worry about that. Um, Jim. Oh, Jim. Jeez. Trev. Sorry. I'm going to give out the gymnastics award. I guess that's why mm. I was thinking about Jim, known gymnast. Um, and it has Jim in the name. Uh, Trev, I know you have a passion for gymnastics, uh, pommel horse, the rings, uneven bars, all of that. Um, floor routine. Floor routine. And something you often see in a floor routine is a good split. And holy smokes, Kevin Gossman. Um Kevin Gossman and the Jays, we talked about them a little bit. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Gossman, the stat. I had no idea. Where you yeah. <laughs> Pick him up to put him down, baby. Kevin Gossman, he's thrown over 700 splitters this year. 700 times. He's cocked back from the mitt, had that ball jammed between his fingers, let it rip. Over 700 times. Only one time has it been barreled. Only one time has that pitch... Ooh, I think I know who did it. ...been barreled. Who do you think got him? Fuck. I think it was on the Orioles. Am I right? I can try to double-check it quick. Um, Oh, if you don't have it in front of you, don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I do have it. It's my guy... Andrew Vaughn got him. Ah, uh, how about that? Okay. Full White circle. White Sox legend. Um, so that's one of those stats that you hear things about baseball and you're like, wooga, wooga, wooga. How does that happen? How, how can that pitch be so, so good that guys can't hit it? I mean, the splitter itself is an interesting pitch, but if it, a bad splitter is a really hittable pitch. When a bad mm. splitter just kind of comes in at 85 and sits over the middle of the plate, that's that's you need a new ball usually. He's only given up one barrel on his splitter this year. He's impressive, man. He he's been really good for a few years now. And when we talk about the Blue Jays, there's a really good chance they're going to be in the dance. There's a really good chance this guy's gonna be on the big stage. And guess what? If it's a one two count or an O two count, you're in for a bad time. He leads the he leads the ale and FIP. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's a guy that any given day, um, you can bring your bat to the plate, but it just might not work. Um, so I want to give Gossman a little bit of love. Um, 
And hopefully Toronto can continue, can get a little hot and announce themselves coming into the playoffs because that's the, that's the talent this team has. Um, and Gossman, Manoa, man, it, if it's one of those three-game series, it, that might be all you see. That might be all you see. So shout-out to Gossman for being a stud. Um, basically an unhittable splitter. And uh, that's kind of all I got. We got a, a best friend. Oh, do we have a best friend? It mm. is Taylor Hearn, Hearn Hunge. Three perfect innings, five strikeouts, first career save. Three inning save, love that rule. Uh, his first best friend of the week award this year. He's, we're up to 18 guys who have received it mm. this year. Got a lot of friends. We got a lot. Yeah, it sounds like not a lot of best friends, just mm. friends. <laughs> Should we do the all best friends team to end the year? Uh, that's a good way to make enemies for no that reason. That is a good. I like that. Taylor Hearn, you're on the best friend list. I'm Beeps. sorry I didn't reach out to you. He's awesome. I was texting him uh, yesterday, so sorry about it. Um, he, and, probably, he saw me. And I think <laughs> I sure did. Um, I've got a really good quote from him that I, I think the elevator's closed today. Um, he, out of uh, order. He asked me how I'm doing. I was like, good man, busy, getting through the dog days. And Taylor Hearn said, Dog days ain't meant. Dog days ain't meant for puppies. And last check, Big Jake ain't no puppy. So, mm. does he want you on the Rangers? He kind of wants me on the Rangers. Maybe that's your personal catcher. He's seen the blitz ball. He's seen the tape. Jake sucks. Jake sucks. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you Wednesday. Ooh, huge up. Huge up. People are complaining about us saying the Rays are going Ray. That's want to know what that means. means we'll next they win. We'll tell you next episode. Just do they it. win. Rays going Ray. Oh, Adam Fraser trade. Jacob Crawford.